Hoffa day and welcome to Nurse Gen Explains, all part of the KUAM Podcast Network. Thank you so much for listening. And now, here's Nurse Jen. Hoffa day and hello everyone. It's Nurse Jen in the podcast house today. And it's February. And what does February mean for everybody? February means love, 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 love. And we have Valentine's Day. And also, with the American Heart Association, February is the designated month for heart health. So today, we wanted to talk about heart health, how you and me and everybody can just do some simple, everyday lifestyle changes to have a healthy heart. First off, I'd like to thank everyone if you're listening on Spotify, Pandora, iTunes and SoundCloud. Thanks for hanging out with me. I'm Nurse Jen. So this month, it's Valentine's Day. We're all about love. We got the chocolates going. You probably bought your your boo some good uh, Valentine's Day gift, got her a mushy card, all that wonderful stuff and some jewelry. That's what it's all about. But American Heart Association also has three campaigns that I want to promote right here on this show. The first one is Go Red for Women. This is a national movement to end heart disease and stroke in women all across the world. It's about all women taking a commitment to stand together with Go Red and we take charge of our own heart health and also the special women in our lives that we just love and adore. We want to help them also to um, protect their heart. So together, women, this is the time. This month is when we want you to wear red high heels, red lipstick, a red dress, masaya, a red scarf, all of it so that we can support our own Go Red for Women campaign. The second campaign that American Heart Association has is Heart Truth. This is sponsored by the federal government's National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institution with association and support from the American Heart Association. This Heart Truth is about encouraging families, not just women now, but encouraging our husbands, our boyfriends, our children to make small changes in our lives to protect our heart. And these small changes could be instead of um, adding salt to your meals, maybe add different variations of other spices instead to give it flavoring. And the third campaign that American Heart Association promotes this month is Heart Awareness Month. And this is to raise knowledge and education about cardiovascular disease. Um, what it is, it's, it's asking our doctors to support us, our clinics, the hospitals, our government leaders um, to support the community in having good cardiovascular health. So with that said, we wanted to kind of go into some of the myths that I've been a nurse for over 20 years now and I think I've heard a lot of, um, I've had a lot of my relatives come up to me and say, um, Jen, is it true that A, B, C, or D? So I just real quick, let, let's go over some of the myths so that you clearly know what's not true um, and you clearly know what is true. So myth number one, um, only people in their 40s and over get heart disease. That's, that's absolutely a myth. How you live your life today affects how you have risk for cardiovascular disease later in life. So sometimes people will say, um, I have a family history of heart disease, but, you know, I'm still young, so it's not going to affect me. I'm just worried about my aunties and my uncles or my mom and my dad. As early as childhood and adolescence, plaque can already start accumulating 
accumulating in your arteries and lead later in life to clogged arteries. So that's why it's important today to start taking care of your heart. It doesn't matter if you're um, 20 years old or 30 years old. You shouldn't wait. Even the young and sometimes the middle-aged people can develop heart disease early especially if you already have a concurrent diagnosis of, let's say, diabetes, or you've already been deemed as maybe you're a little bit overweight. Um, Those um, are areas that it's never too young um, to start taking care of your heart. A second myth that a lot of people say is that only people with high blood pressure start to need to be concerned about their heart health, and that's not true. One of the, the truths about high blood pressure it's it's commonly known as the silent killer because sometimes people unbeknownst to them will have high blood pressure for years but because they didn't really feel the symptoms they never got it addressed so it's important that you you still routinely get your annual physical exams and get your blood pressure reading because sometimes you could have gone this entire year not knowing that your blood pressure was high because you didn't feel any symptoms at all so what are some signs and symptoms of high blood pressure. Some people will say they start to have blurred vision or they're having headaches. Um, And then some people will tell you they have nothing. But the bottom line is, if you have high numbers, regardless if you have symptoms or not, if these high blood pressure numbers are left untreated, they could lead to a heart attack, a stroke, um, kidney failure, kidney damage. Um, hence, there are some patients that, um, dialysis patients that said they never knew they had high blood pressure. And when they found out, it was too late because their kidneys were already starting to get damaged. So it's important every year, just go ask your doctor, just if you can get that blood pressure and see what that number is and see if now's the time to start acting on what's going on and controlling those numbers. Myth number three, a lot of people think that a heart attack the only symptom is having chest pains, and that's not necessarily true. Although chest pain or chest discomfort is a common symptom of a heart attack, you could have other symptoms like shortness of breath, nausea, feeling lightheaded, maybe some pain or discomfort in one arm or sometimes both arms. Sometimes you could have pain or discomfort in your neck, your jaw, or your back. So bottom line is, If you're ever in doubt and you're not quite sure, just call 911 or just go to the hospital and get checked out to make absolutely sure that it's not your heart that's causing this pain. Some people, this is myth number four, some people seem to think that diabetes and cardiovascular disease are not related. Well, I'm here to say they are related. So if you've been diagnosed with diabetes, there is an an inkling of some cardiac threat also going on with that. Why is that? Because the reason why you probably got diagnosed with diabetes is probably because you had existing risk factors. So maybe you already were deemed overweight. Maybe you already were inactive. You don't, you don't, work out, you don't go to gym, maybe you smoke, maybe you already have high blood pressure. So 
The concept is, is that these predisposing factors led you to diabetes, and these predisposing factors are also the same as predisposing factors to cardiovascular disease. So it's in the same family. So maybe you've only been diagnosed with diabetes, but you haven't been diagnosed with cardiovascular disease. But the concept is you... It's really important that you try to control your diabetes um, numbers also and bring the numbers down and support your diet. And all of those will help the big picture uh, for your heart health. Another risk that uh, another myth that people uh, commonly say is they don't need to get their cholesterol levels checked if they're under 40. I, I, I don't know how to stress this, but not... Every single barbecue fiesta I go to has fried lumpia, fried chicken, fried shrimp patties, fried, 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 fried. And it's the 20-year-olds eating it. It's the 10-year-olds eating it. It's the thir- We're all eating it. I'm eating it. I'm not going to lie. I'm not going to scam and say that I don't get a lumpia and I don't get a shrimp patty um, because I do. So that's why it's important that we don't just start at 40 years old getting our cholesterol ch- check. We should start now. The American Heart Association actually recommends that you start getting your cholesterol checked at the age of 20 years old, and then if normal, every five years after that. Several people do not know that. 20, 20, you're still in the club. You're still partying. You ain't got time to go to the to the lab and get your blood drawn, right? But it's real important that if you're that 20-year-old, you're out clubbing, but you're also the same 20-year-old that when we go to the fiesta, you got the lumpia, you got the fried chicken, you got the fried shrimp patties. You're also the 20-year-old that should be monitoring their cholesterol levels. And it, it it's better to know than not know how these foods are affecting your cholesterol levels and your diet. Um, another myth that a lot of people believe is that leg pain is not correlated with heart disease. There are different variations of leg pain. You can have leg pain because you're overweight and then the upper body, your upper body can't, your knees and your upper body can't handle the additional weight gainage. Um, You could have leg pain just because you have varicose veins and your legs are hurting. But there's also other areas that we want to make sure, and only a healthcare professional can tell you if this leg pain is related to cardiac or not. So, Sometimes there's something called peripheral artery disease. We call it PAD. PAD is typically, well, PAD is a result from blocked arteries in your legs caused by plaque buildup. So therefore, if your leg pain is related to PAD, then you have a high risk for a heart attack or a stroke. So it's important that if you have leg pain and you... Just trust your intuition. So if your intuition is saying that the leg pain is not because you tripped on that last step or that your leg pain is not from being a little bit overweight, it's a new pain. It's a different pain. I should probably get this pain checked out. It's important that you go and you get your doctor to check and see if you have any plaque buildup in your leg um, arteries and if they're starting to get blacked up and that's the cause of your leg pain. Okay. Another myth that um, a lot of people say is, if my family has heart disease, there is nothing I can do to change my outcome. And that is not necessarily true. You're not automatically damned 
damned if you do because you have a family history of heart disease. There are things you can do right now to to prevent that progression into your own body. Um, I take supplements. I have a family history of heart disease. I take supplements. My go-to supplement for my heart is omega-3 um, fatty oils and also garlic. Those kind of nice supplements help to support my heart health. Um, and so I do that knowing that my family has a history of it. I also don't smoke. I don't vape because I know my family history already. I try to control my weight and I try to get to the gym to get my heart working so that my heart is pumping adequately in and out. So just because you have a family history of heart disease doesn't mean that you're all automatically going to get it. You can change your fate right here and right now. Another misconception that sometimes people think of is If my heart is beating um, super, super fast, um, that's usually a sign of a heart attack. That's not true. Sometimes you could have a fast heartbeat just because you have panic or anxiety, right, or stressed out. Sometimes stress could be the reason why your heartbeat is always feeling so um, rapid and fast. Another area where you want to consider it if it's constant, it's continuous and it's recurrent is if maybe you have a dysrhythmia. Um, If you're constantly feeling like you're having fast heartbeats, fast heart rates, you don't think it's related to um, anxiety or panic or stress, you might want to go and get an EKG done at your doctor's office and just make absolutely sure that it's not a dysrhythmia that's causing your constant recurrent fast heartbeat when it's unexpected. And the last myth that we'd like to clear up real quick is a lot of people think that after you've been discharged from the hospital or after you've been giving a devastating diagnosis of whatever it is, diabetes, lupus, multiple sclerosis, that it's probably not that good to exercise um, extremely um, because you don't want to now stress out your heart. Let me tell you, when you go to the gym and you exercise, you're not only working out your triceps, you're not only working out your biceps, you're also working out your cardiac muscles, which is a good thing. You want your cardiac muscles to work out when you work out. Those, that's how we have a nice, safe, healthy heart. The American Heart Association actually recommends that all of us at least get two hours of moderate intensity physical exercise each week. That's just two hours. So what we're saying is don't go a 40-hour work week and never actually get that heart rate moving. And the concept is if you are exercising and you have the ability to have a full-blown conversation with somebody, then you're not exercising correctly. Um, So a lot of times this is what I've seen. We're at Paseo, me and my girlfriends, and we're exercising, and we see two people off to the side, and they're exercising, and they're walking around Paseo, but they're talking the whole time they're walking around Paseo. We've passed them maybe three, four times already, and they're still just barely moving. You actually have to get your heart rate moving fast and and quickly while you're exercising to use your cardiac muscles, to enhance the ability of the cardiac muscles. So what I often say to people is, if you're going to exercise, exercise to the point that it's going to have an intensity and an impact on the health of your heart. So you want to be able to 
run around Paseo or walk fastly around Paseo that you can't have a conversation with somebody else, that you're just able to exercise and concentrate on that task. What are some other very simple everyday lifestyle changes that all of us can make. Um, first one is decrease your salt intake. What are the culprits of salt intake here on Guam? Gosh, I'm going to say it and I probably shouldn't, but Spam has a lot of salt. <laughs> Corned beef has a lot of salt. Uh, Vienna sausage has a lot of salt. Um, those sandwich cold cut meats, um, they have a lot of salt in them. And finadenite has a lot of salt in them. Um, so those are the areas that if you can stay away from them, best for your heart if you can't stay away from them because I get it sometimes uh, you just can't how how am I going to pick all those little cuts of spam out of my fried rice I cannot right I gotta eat it I'm not gonna take the time I'm gonna eat that fried rice with that spam in it Um, if you can't then just minimize the amount of salt and processed foods that you take in Second simple everyday recommendation that I have for everybody is to decrease their fried food intake. Uh, So you'll see me. I I go to the Fiesta and I'll try my hardest to just get one lumpia, one shrimp patty, one fried chicken, uh, one empanada. I try not to get two or three or and then that satisfies my craving and then I'm happy and then hopefully my cholesterol level doesn't uh, rocket scientists but uh, of course those days and I'm going to take my garlic pills and I'm going to my omega-3 oils because I want to make sure that I'm bringing my cholesterol down and not hurting my cholesterol so true story my last physical checkup my physician said my HDL which is my good cholesterol was triple the dose uh, the the level that she expected and she was like wow you're super healthy as far as your cholesterol level is concerned and that you have a family history of heart disease and so I'm just happy and I'm just showing off right now. Sorry if I'm showing off a little too much. Right. Um, other nice recommendations, try to eat more fresh fruits and veggies. Um, if you really need a kick of sugar, dark chocolate with at least 70% cocoa has been proven to help with heart health. You want to instead pick the dark chocolate. Those milk chocolates, the ones that are probably in your uh, Valentine's Day box that you're going to give your lover tomorrow, Probably has less than 70% cocoa. So, yeah, let's go buy some dark chocolate for uh, Saturday. They can eat the one with less than 70% tomorrow, and then Saturday we'll get them the darker chocolate. Um, Get more exercise and simple things that all of us do, real simple things is pick the farthest parking slot all the way in the back so you can walk all the way to the front. And when you're walking in, maybe do it with a stride, Uh, swing your arms side to side and walk in so that you're getting some um, cardiac activity going. Uh, Take the stairs instead of the escalator or the elevator. Those are great recommendations that are simple that everybody can do. If you smoke or vape, I'm, I'm a realist either lessen your smoking and your vaping if you can stop it that's of course the best but if you can't stop it maybe today you can say to yourself starting tomorrow I'm going to lessen how much I vape or I'm going to lessen how much I smoke caffeine if you're a coffee drinker try to keep it to one cup a day or maybe try um, decaffeinated options and see if those will also suffice for your caffeine fix if you have a stressful job, and we all do, right? Well, not everybody. Some people have a nice 
cush job. I wish, yeah. Some people do, right? Like, yeah, those people were envious of you, were jealous. Um, but for those of you that don't, um, you can try some meditation or breathing exercises. The one that I love to do is I, I put my hand, uh, my two hands over my abdomen. I breathe in through my nose for a count of four. Then that breath, I'm going to hold it for a count of five. And then I will slowly exhale that breath through my lips for a count of six. Those, this breathing exercise actually helps to slow down your breathing and slow down your heart so that you can just hopefully relax. Same concept as meditation or prayer. Both of those also will help with decreasing your heart rate. And so I hope we've touched a little bit and given you some just simple everyday tweaks how you can keep your heart as healthy as possible. It was a pleasure to just chit-chat with you about your heart health today. Guahusi Nurse Jen, thanks for listening today on Spotify, Pandora, iTunes and SoundCloud. Esther, till we meet again, see you tomorrow.